0: Swatson goes into the Home Depot and is like, Hi, sir, can I? And he's just like, I know more than you.
1: So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's how I feel sometimes when I'm in like a music store or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't condescend. Kind of yeah. Like Guitar Center or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I hate Guitar Center because you go in there and people are like, they're like, they kind of, um, you know they're a little puffy chested about the way they talk to you and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know like they they, wanna, they want you they to think, be seen as guitar experts yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like uh, okay. Is I like, and what I do what I do like doing though is I like when I actually am gonna buy something, I like just finding one of them and saying hey I want to buy this and then yeah. and then like it cuts out all of the the rigmarole of like the sales pitch stuff you know. Yeah.
0: Should you need to wear like a pin or something that says like I know, yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, because like you can leave me alone, I'll find it. What I need? Yeah, maybe there's a test you can take online, and then they send you that pin. What pin? The pin that says that you don't need to be helped
1: at guitar center. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, yeah, a pin would be good because like anyone could be wearing a t shirt like that. Or something like, you know. So a pin... Pin PIN are more easily retainable. Yeah, pin, a card with like a QR code on it that they can scan.
0: Yeah. You know, anything like... You just scan right at the door, I think is the way it would work. Yeah. And people would know like, oh, this guy passed the test, you don't have to... Don't worry about him. But then if you ask for help, they need to bring out the best guy. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, that's true that, too. like and then yeah. it also makes it so that the actual expert has to talk to you.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, like don't don't send me the seventeen year old kid who got a guitar for Christmas two years ago. <laughs> uh.
1: And like I don't know how you get a job at guitar center. I imagine the interview process, you have to say like, the word "red" a bunch of times. (laughs) (laughs) There's like, they'll
0: ask you like questions about music and stuff and you just have to say three of the the bands that are on their list. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter which ones they mention as long as they mention up to three.
1: Yeah. And they consider themselves experts but really they just like the same bands everyone does. Yeah. These are all good thoughts that we have. We're, we're warming up for the, for the real thing. Oh, well, no, I, I got it going now.
0: Oh, you got it going now?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, well, see, you already got me into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, it's a good that's... thing you
0: captured all that. That was quality content. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's how it's supposed to go. You're not even really supposed to know what's going on. You're just supposed well, yeah. to be
0: talking. Well, I think so. well,
1: different podcasts do that differently. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, we're recording now.
0: Let's start. And other times, like Nerdist used to do this. I don't know. I can't remember the name of that thing now. Um, Whereas, like they, they're recording as soon as they come into the room, so that way, like there's no there's no oh, yeah. awkward moment where they're like, "Okay, we're recording
1: now." Yeah. yeah, I like it that way better because then you know, a lot of times I feel like interviews you lose a lot uh, at the start of it if you're not recording right away. Yeah. You know, because maybe you have like a short conversation beforehand and then it's like, oh, well, that already happened.
0: Yeah. I can imagine if it's like the same, if it's one of those podcasts where it's like the same two people talking all the time, I would imagine that it's probably less exhausting to, to like be talking off the air for a little bit. Yeah. Because I think it's different when it's a like a guest or something because like you're, you're trying to make them comfortable by not giving them like a hard start time. Mm-hmm so you just kind of jump into it and do whatever but if you're the same two people talking to each other like every week or something then that it would probably get exhausting if any time you we were talking here on air yeah yeah what podcast are you listening to nowadays
1: I'm trying to think. I like Legions of Skakes a lot mm-hmm. and uh, other than that there's there's a there's a few other ones I like but I don't know. For the most part, I'm kind of half in, half out on a lot of stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not all in, not very many things.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just like you know they. I like like half of what they do. A lot of times, you know, with with different podcasts and like. Um. So it's it's hard to say like which ones I really like. <laughs>
0: The well, I mean, is, is Legion of
1: Skinks? Is that the one that you are listening to the most consistently right now? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but it's a. I think it's mostly out of New York City, even though I don't think they all live in New York City anymore. Yeah, but it's based around that area, and yeah, it's a little more uncensored than other podcasts, so um, that's why I like it. I I hate fakeness now a lot you know, there's so many, I feel like there's a lot of people being careful now. And I yeah. don't, I don't like that. I think if you're being careful, you should stay home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or if you are being careful, just don't be obvious about it. Yeah. Don't say, oh, I'm not going to say that. Cause then it's like, well, why don't you say it? If that's what you think?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like if they don't, if they, you're, you're, you're saying like, when, they actually have an opinion about something and they just don't say it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's, like, a lot of stuff, I think.
0: Yeah. I think I think there's a number of people that are good about, you know, like they'll actually share their opinion, but they'll leave, like, the names and the consequential parts of it out of the,
2: yeah. Yeah. Out of the
0: conversation. And those are people that just, maybe they just have a little bit of tact. Yeah. That
1: they can,
0: you
1: know. That's okay. As long as, as long as you're getting it out, I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't like mentioning names either, so... Yeah. Um because I'm not like uh you know, I'm not like an important person or anything. So it's I, like my my opinions don't really matter. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to like uh you know, uh make somebody sound like a bad person or something directly because that that's kind of messed up too, I think. Yeah.
0: You don't you don't know any like terribly famous people though you you can just make up a name sometimes you
1: know like no it doesn't need to be famous Andrew
0: was an asshole the other day
1: yeah that's true I could just make up a name
0: (laughs) yeah like I'm not I'm not gonna second guess who you're talking about
1: but like like say I was talking about you though right the way I am I would be like I would be like all right, come up with a different name come up with a different name and I'd be like I was talking to Tim (laughs) so i guess i I can't really do it that way
0: (laughs) yeah all right (laughs) and then there's the problem of continuity in the story like you probably got to keep mentioning the name a number of times yeah then you're gonna have to remember what that name was Mm -hmm. it's a whole problem
1: (laughs) that's true so i guess you just do like tom and jim Tom and Jim. Yeah, those are close enough. You
0: could do ones that are pretty similar, like, uh, there's, like, Sam. I, like, I, when somebody says the name Sam, I always turn my head because there's something about that name that's just, like, similar enough. Like, the, the T sound and the S sound sound the same to me. Oh, yeah. When it's, like, spoken quickly.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, so that happens a lot. So. I've been listening to, uh, well, I listened to Co- Conan O'Brien's podcast.
1: Dead oh yeah, Dead. I listened Dead. to John Lady on there a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, it was a really good one with uh, Stephen Merchant a few weeks ago. Um, he was one of the co-creators of the British office. Mm-hmm. He's done a bunch of stuff since then, but he, he was really funny. Um, but yeah, he's one of the ones I listened to... And he's one of the only ones i listen to like every episode of right now um there are a few other ones with like you know people that are, like youtubers and stuff that i'll listen to their podcasts and um and then like the, the it's not i guess yeah it's politics the, the, like the fifth column is one that i listen to but other than that like yeah. that i kind of like go in and out of podcasts all the time mm-hmm. like i'm constantly like Subscribing and then unsubscribing from podcasts uh, because I think I'm going to listen to it all the time and then I don't. Like this happens to me with Radio Lab all the time, where I I, I'm, I like subscribe and I listen to like three episodes in a row and then I won't look at it again for two months. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I, that's a hard thing.
1: Have you had problems like, like I swear sometimes I'll subscribe to a podcast and then like it'll won't be subscribed later on down the line?
0: Uh, well, I, I've been using the same app for this for, like, four or five years or so. So I, that doesn't happen to me. Oh, okay. But, I, again, i use the same app for everything. So on this one app experience, this has not happened to me.
1: Yeah. I just um, chalk it up to maybe I accidentally hit the unsubscribe on accident. Because that's pretty yeah, easy to of, do. Yeah, it's really, like,
0: sw- a lot of them just let you swipe... Yeah, and it'll just unsubscribe. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that's happened. There are ones that I like. Th- th- there's definitely times where I forget that I unsubscribe because, like, I do this kind of thing so often. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, on a once per two months or so, like I can't find Freakonomics,
1: which is another one that I think I'm going to listen to all the time and then don't. Um, oh yeah, that. Oh, it's, then, <laughs> I don't know. It almost the way. Those type of podcasts rack your brain. They're fun to listen to, but like, to the thought of listening to them seems like work.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah, Um, it's not like like interview podcasts are all.
2: I think that's that's why they're so popular is that they're just so easy to listen to. Yeah. Um, Like
0: you're just you're just chilling in a conversation, and they're not telling a story. They're just talking like normal people. Yeah. And so that's really easy to pay attention to, yeah. But those ones, I think Freakonomics, Lab, any of those, like, 99% Invisible, those, like, really produced ones, mm-hmm. those are always really good for me when I'm driving a long way. Because um, I think it, like, there's something about it, like, it focuses my attention a little bit more, so I'm, like, more active. Whereas, like, the conversation ones, I kind of, like, it's easy for me to start, like, you know, looking out the window, because, like, it's super easy to pay attention to and I've been driving all day. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's kind of similar to, like, I don't know if you listen to audiobooks. I feel like audiobooks, yeah. you kind of have to... It's, like, a little bit higher paying attention level. Yeah. So that's also good for me when I'm driving.
1: Yeah, it's harder, especially, like, when there's a lot of information in a book. Yeah. It's, you know, the, a lot of times the audio book version, for me anyway, because I have a listening problem really bad. Yeah. Um, It's, it's hard for me to get all of the content into my brain with an audio book yeah
0: yeah you know yeah one of the last audio books I listened to I had this problem It was, I was listening to Moneyball oh okay um, the book that the movie was based on yeah yeah. and uh, that, that one was kind of hard some of it was easy to listen to because it was just like people talking to people mm-hmm. um, and the guy um, Michael I can't think it was named the author um, just like explaining who these people are like some of their careers like that's easy to listen to but then they'll get into some of the the actual mathematics behind baseball and without like you know they they don't like list out the equation but even just like explaining what the equation means yeah was really hard to listen to Mm -hmm. um those kinds of books i have this like um a lot of people do this uh at least i do it and Isella does it so that's two people um where like you have the book and then you get the audiobook for it and you like read at the same time that you're listening mm-hmm. and it kind of like locks you into the content. That's, re- that's been really good for paying attention. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause like my biggest problem when I'm reading is like sound distracting me all over the place. And then when I'm just listening, it's like everything else around me is distracting me. So doing both kind of, so it has been a good way of, right. uh, just, just, just staying in the moment for lack of a better phrase
1: there. So, so like, you went to college for like a bunch of years. Yeah. And is there like, uh, any like tricks to like, learning better? Or is it just like, when you're in it, it's a little easier and when you're getting into it, it's a little harder?
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of the same thing with everything, right? I think the the, the best way is always like, for most subjects, there are, books or documentaries or movies that are meant for people who don't know anything and right. it might even just be the, like the kind of thing like you know like that that michio kaku guy the scientist there yeah um he's really good for just getting you interested yeah and that's <laughs> really think... all he's trying to do really
1: um <laughs> and like neil degrasse tyson's kind of the
0: same way in, in a kind of annoying way but like yes. In a way that, like, you know, his job is to get you interested in the subject, I, yeah. not necessarily to teach you about it.
1: Right. I do think Neil deGrasse Tyson is a little easier to understand. Because Michio Kaku, the way he describes things sometimes gets me more confused than where I started. <laughs> <laughs> So. His problem, his problem too, is like he came up with these really
0: interesting sound bites in like the '90s when the world was completely different, and yeah. he's still using the same like explanations for stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, I noticed that a lot of like really smart people are like, you know, they're not like uh, savvy when it comes to talking to normal people to begin with, and yeah. and they're not very good at knowing what's even going on in the world. It seems like in yeah. in like what it, it, they they know about like important stuff but like stuff that most people are interested in I feel like they they're not uh completely up to date on so like because yeah. like, I notice like a lot of like really smart scientists and stuff like that they like like music that people like like 30 years ago and stuff
2: yeah
1: you know or even maybe even further back than that you know and you would think that someone really smart would like have a wider portfolio in other phases phases of their life, but they really don't because they're like interested in this this thing that they do that they've dedicated their life to. I think, and like yeah, they don't really yeah. think much about anything else.
0: Yeah, I think most really or at least people like that, like the really smart people, are really just like really specialized people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they they're not necessarily adventurous in other areas of life. Yeah. Um, or at least like they don't put in the same work to understand other areas of life. Like they did their one thing. Yeah. Um, so I think like that's generally the the way I think about a lot of things now is like, I'm not necessarily like if I want to learn about science, like I'm not going to go get a science textbook. I'm going to look for somebody who's trying to explain science to dumbasses and like
1: just try to get them interested to talk about subjects and stuff. Um, I think about that, like, like I think,
0: that's what his, like, ability, like, strong ability is. Is, like, he's not teaching you about, like, most of his stuff is, like, social sciences and sociology and stuff. Like, he's not teaching you sociology. He's just te- saying, like, um, interesting anecdotes and stories and little bits of data uh, to get you interested in the topic. And just enough to get you to, like, understand something a little bit. Yeah, And that's really all I'm looking for, for most of the time. Because I think that's, like all we're actually looking for. Like, we don't need to know how the equations and science work. Like mm-hmm. we just, we just want to be able to talk about the interesting things that people know, you
1: know? Yeah. And unfortunately, <sighs> so. unfortunately the, like the internet is made up of people who listen to that and then they think they know about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. They'll listen to the, the seven times washed down version and yeah, they understand science. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that was, that was the, the thing in the office when Michael Scott is talking about, like, when you're when you're a kid, you go to the science museum, you put your hand on the ball, and it makes your hair go up, and you know science. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's the equivalent of what a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think, yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, as long as you know that you don't know really what they're talking about, and you just, you're getting, like, the... I think that's people's problem Like they're not admitting That they're just getting Like the face Like the scratching The surface level Of knowledge about this stuff And they think they get it Right um, Cause you know Like the way scientists Will explain something A lot of times Goes into a really Complicated equation And they just leave out The equation Um From the entire discussion Because that's not
1: Going to get anybody Interested in anything Yeah
0: Like especially When it comes to like you know the way atoms work or the way the universe work like that's just all math and they're not gonna bother explaining that to us
1: but sometimes i think if they did it would be less confusing though i don't know like if they just if... gave us the equations it's like right now we think like right now i think it's a bigger deal than maybe it is you know mm-hmm that's what I think about a lot because a lot of things, a lot of times when I've learned about stuff in my life and I've gotten sort of like to a moderate level of competency with things, I realize that stuff is not as complicated as it's explained to you at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, so like maybe it's like that with a lot of other things. And I don't even know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, I think that's what they would. They would probably say that, too, if
2: you just knew... Because, like, math is mostly just mechanics of, yeah. like, numbers and how they relate to each other. And once you get to kind of get past that, like, a lot of it, even if it's complicated,
0: isn't that, like, um, complex. It, but it's just, like, you know, you, if you don't understand the mechanics, you're not going right. to get it. Just the same. Like, if you know, you try to explain to me how a car
1: works. I'm not going to get it because I don't understand the mechanics of all the parts. Right. But if it's, like... <laughs> You know, if you built a car with somebody that knew a lot about building cars, you'd probably find out that you could probably do it on your own with just some practice, you know?
0: Yeah, but I mean that that requires the first step of like being around somebody who's gonna explain it to you.
1: Right. Like, I'm
0: not gonna I'm not gonna understand how to build a car on my own. That's just, that's not gonna
1: happen. Right, no, not on your own, but
0: Yeah.
1: It, it, yeah, and it's tough to find experts that wanna like Teach people, yeah. You know, well, it's, it's hard easy to find
0: to experts that are good at teaching people too, that's right? Because teaching is an entirely different skill.
1: Well, it's also easy to find idiots that want to teach people. Yeah. You know, so, and, that, and that's yeah. a huge problem too. I think. <laughs>
0: we had a fair share of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a lot of people I've known that try to teach people stuff. They, like, they don't know half the shit they need to know. Yeah to to even like think that they should know a lot about it, you know. So Yeah. Right,
0: yeah. Like I read I read a few of Malcolm Gladwell's books that I'm not teaching people social science. Yeah,
1: and I know (laughs) I I've met people like that at college. (laughs) They're they're teaching at a college level off of just reading a few books. Yeah. I'm
0: okay. (laughs) Like you, you're in high school, and then you meet people that become teachers, and you remember your high school teachers, and you're like, "Oh, were my high school teachers just those people?" And then when you're in college, and you meet people
2: who become professors, and you're like, "Oh, were my professors just those people?" Yeah, it just goes all the way up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Occasionally, you know, you find really smart professors that are like curious about lots of things. But it, most of the time, like a lot of these people are, they're just specialized in something, and they, sometimes they're good at teaching. So it just kind of like fell into their ability to like teach in college.
1: Yeah. yeah. But
0: you know, I think that's the. It's just a matter of knowing. I, I think like a lot of things is just a matter of like being realistic with how much you actually want to learn about something and what you what you're pl- even planning on doing with that coding is one of those things that you can't just you don't just start coding like you're usually doing something you know, or you're interested in it in the first place and then it just kind of like it becomes a tool that you use for everything oh okay and so this is a lot and like it's like that with science too like if you're not going to use it like what's you're probably not going to actually learn that much from it because you're not using it mm-hmm. and then you're not going to learn more because there's nothing to use it for so you just don't you don't even think to like keep going with it
1: yeah, but like it depends on what aspect of science you're talking about. I mean, if you work at McDonald's, you could benefit from knowing about why burgers sit together when you when you cook them, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And that's just a McDonald's job. Yeah, but you know, how much is it going to benefit you if you're still at McDonald's? Well, it depends. I mean, if you I want, it, 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 like. Some jobs, like McDonald's, and I and I tell people this a lot. Like, they're not bad jobs. Like, we have this thing in our culture where we think that certain jobs are like bad jobs. You shouldn't want those jobs. But I mean, working at McDonald's could lead to success if you wanted to like dedicate yourself to the company. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, like especially like when I was growing up working at a grocery store. It was like, I felt like that wasn't a good job, but it was, I just didn't see it that way, you know? And, uh, you know, and I was never, I never was good at knowing how to be dedicated to something when I was a kid, you know, when I was a kid and like the thought of being dedicated to my job was just like making sure I was there on time every, every day. Yeah. You know, and like I didn't like I didn't know how to take pride in my work. I didn't know how to understand why I'm doing the things I was doing. You know, it was just I was just there doing what I needed and what I what I knew I needed to do. And like but like if I would just put myself in a different mindset, I could have actually like got fulfillment out of it probably. Yeah. You know? So
0: but to bring it back to the question about science, like, in that in that instance, like, you know, maybe science isn't probably the best thing to learn if you're working at a grocery store. There's probably other things to learn that would help all those things. Yeah, that's true. Like Yeah, the
1: same thing with McDonald's. Like, it probably would benefit you less to learn the science of all the cooking that you're doing than it would to understand, like, you know, small business stuff. Yeah, well, that's true with grocery stores, not so much with restaurants, though, because I think that knowing about food science is beneficial, even if it's just McDonald's. Yeah. I I think if you work at any restaurant, I think knowing about that stuff is actually very beneficial. But yeah, with, with grocery yeah. stores, you're right. There's not really much, uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot more, it would make a lot more sense to learn about economics or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where, it, like, if, if, if a skill or a knowledge that is, like, applicable to where you are, you're probably going to pursue it more just because of that. Yeah. So, you know, food science and stuff like that is probably beneficial to somebody working at McDonald's, but the, the menu at McDonald's
1: is fixed for you. It's different than if you're working at, like, a, a diner or a small restaurant where you have yeah, a that's bit true. more agency in the matter. Yeah, but even that is a small, like, it's an entry-level job. You can yeah. start uh, at 15 years old at a small restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess I that, that's a better example
0: though. Yeah, I think I was getting caught with undetecting capital
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like yeah, like uh, you know, um, like making pizzas. Yeah, like it's it, it's 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 good to know how yeast fermentation works and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, you know, but yeah. Yeah, because if something goes wrong, you might know because like the dough is all wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: There's a lot of there's a lot of things like that that I think like knowing why something goes wrong is probably the most important skill to learn for yeah. like whatever job you
1: have. Yeah, that's like like you could just think about the possibilities of what could go wrong and find out about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I have a few things at work where. I have to write code ostensibly um, for to do a few tests, but like if something goes wrong, I have no idea what to do because like I don't actually know what I'm doing. So I go to somebody else who actually knows what they're doing because like I think like knowing when something goes wrong and you know what to do is a really good sign that you actually know what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the most like that's the biggest sign that you know what you're doing. I think.
0: Yeah. <sighs> um. Yeah, and, like, the saxophone. Like, when my saxophone was doing something weird, like, it was, like, immediate. Like, I knew it was wrong just based on what was going on. Didn't It didn't always mean I knew how to fix it because, like, instrument repair is a whole thing in itself, yeah. but I at least knew,
2: like, what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but, yeah, and sometimes that's enough. Like, I think that's what something... Sometimes you just need to know what needs to be done even if you don't know how to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because... Uh... You just save a lot of time on the whole process in general.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, because like when I would go to like an actual instrument technician or something like that, it saves a lot of time if I knew to tell him, like, hey, I just need you to look at this part right here. This is what's wrong. And mm-hmm. Rather than, like, my instrument's broke. Can you look yeah. at
2: it?
1: Kind of <laughs> yeah, so what's... Uh, What's New York City like right now? Uh, It's fine. There's, like, um,
0: the only place where you really... At, at this point, everything's pretty much normal. The only places that you're required to wear masks are, like, the buses and trains. But even then, I would say, like, 30, 40% of people aren't wearing them on those places anymore.
1: And then, like, bookshops. And that kind of pre-selects for the people who are wear masks anyway, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh But, yeah, other than that, everything feels like what it was like back in, you know, 2019 when I first moved here. Oh,
0: okay. Um, It's getting really busy out again, which is weird because even last summer was mostly normal. um, But it was, it it was, like, slow. And now already this spring, like, everything's busy. Like, the trains are full. Like, a lot of restaurants are full. Um, So... It's a neat, it's an interesting place again.
1: Yeah, is it, yeah. I, I would imagine that tourism is starting to creep back up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know if you've looked at plane ticket
0: prices anytime recently, but they started to like jack up because like yeah. people are flying again.
1: Yeah, I've, I know. I've looked at plane tickets to Florida, and they've gone up significantly.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 nice so it's kind of going back to like a full speed ahead again. Because um, like I've been, I go to the office like three or four times a week, and there's pretty much nothing closed around me anymore. Um, whereas like even six months ago, that wasn't necessarily the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How
0: about how about your side of New York? Uh.
1: Well, it's been. I mean, we've been pretty much back to normal for a long time here. Not Erie County so much. I went to Erie County a couple months ago, and I went into a, a Tops up there, and uh, it it was like, you know, everyone was wearing masks, and it was like, you know, it was like 2020, you know. Yeah. But uh, over where I live, it's it's been... Back to normal for probably almost two years I would say. Yeah. Trying to well trying to think. If two years ago was May twenty twenty. We were pretty much back to normal other than wearing masks by July, I would say. Yeah. Other other than having to wear masks, we we could do a lot of stuff again by July.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to pretty much every like rural area I've been in in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like, things kind of, I mean, people being spaced apart, like, it didn't, it probably didn't make much sense at all,
1: even with the most, like, aggressive, you know, ideas of what COVID was doing. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't really I never even noticed that part of it, because I, I never liked being near people anyway. It was always (laughs) like, who are these weirdos that want to be within six feet of people? (laughs) (laughs) You're not often on the. The subway where you're touching seven different people at any given time yeah yeah that's true <laughs> and it's a, a big thing here like I've, i know a few people that are like i think i'm wearing the mask forever on the train just because it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing i was thinking too with like uh people doing prepared foods it's like should yeah. they be wearing a mask anyway <laughs> like people making yeah. subs and stuff yeah you know there's, uh, there's spit going down there. There's like, spit, there's, like, like you know,
0: I, the amount of people I see in food service with, like, enormous beards and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Especially nowadays, because, like, yeah. everybody with a beard, it seems like, wants to work at a restaurant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's, like, a prerequisite. Yeah. Uh, but, there's, yeah, there's, there's gross things like that. I remember one of the, the funniest moments... early early like 2020, was in March 2020 they announced they were going to start cleaning the subway cars every 72 hours, and everybody in the city was like, wait, how
2: often were you doing it before? Because 72 (laughs) hours sounds ridiculously long (laughs) for
0: for everything that that happens on a subway car.
1: (laughs) 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 I wonder what you would see if you just sat on a subway car all day, every day for a year
0: god i don't that's a long time <laughs> just the other day there was this guy just like puking water just
1: openly in the subway car <laughs> at like 9 a.m just hurling water on the, and the and same one no as you to it what and the same one as you yeah oh wow
0: and there was no room in the other one so we all just kind of moved to the other side of the car <laughs> that was a rough time there's this one guy uh That I've seen maybe five or six separate times on different trains or places of the city, Uh, but he's always coming in asking for money, and he's just always like starts with like I love white people, I love Spanish people, Asian people, Black people, all people, and he just does this whole like routine, and I've heard the same routine so many times over the last like three years. And he, I I saw him once in Penn Station, and there was nobody around him. He was just going around being like I love Spanish people. Black people, white people, and there was nobody
2: around. He's just saying
0: stuff. <laughs> so you'd see a lot, basically, yeah. is, is the answer there.
1: Well, I remember when I, last time I was in New York, I was on the subway at like 3.30 in the morning, and there, yeah. was a, there was this lady on the subway yelling about God and stuff. It was kind of fun to see that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's entertaining. That's, that's to say the least, you know? (laughs) Um, you definitely, I think once a day I see somebody that if I saw them growing up in Western New York, it would have been the top of the town, you know? Yeah. I think I see somebody like that every single day.
1: Yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Where we're from, it's not hard to be that guy, though.
0: But I mean, like, even, (laughs) it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't, like, that's, that, maybe that's right. Maybe maybe if I saw somebody from back home in New York they would be like oh my god look at that guy Yeah, uh, just cause I was expecting people like that that's a, this is a strong point
1: like 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 where we're from if you don't work on a farm at a restaurant or a store people get really interested in what you're doing
0: <laughs> and they don't understand yeah
1: <laughs> uh the amount of times, and I get, like, my job
0: uh, is, is, like, hard to explain sometimes, like, if you don't, especially if you don't use the internet much. Yeah. And it's just, like, I use Google Ads, and I just, like, advertise to people, and they're, like, say what? And I'm, like, do you know Google? And they're, like, yeah. You know, when you search something, there's ads at the top? No. And I'd be, like, ah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're not going to get anywhere."
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, well, then. I'm not doing my job, I guess. <laughs> I would I would be careful around here who you tell that to though. It's like, wait. <laughs> so you you control the Google?
0: <laughs> you know everything about me? You know what I'm doing right now?
1: He's <laughs> like, "No, I'm just an accomplice. I'm sorry." <laughs>
0: funny like rural people thing like i've met a lot of people like that in north carolina too where they're like there's a mixture of like extremely paranoid that like big tech companies know everything about you that they're, and they're doing everything evil evil
1: and at the same time thinking that everybody involved in those places are incompetent yeah like like <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, and then and then they go and write about it on twitter <laughs> or facebook that will most most people i think uh, like The Majority of the population, I don't think, uses Twitter. I think, but I think like a lot of like rural area citizens are using Facebook for sure. Yeah, yeah, those Facebook groups, yeah, it's just where you hang out. Yeah, yeah, like mom and dad
0: have they have that they follow that one page for Astor, Florida. There's like 300 people that live in Astor, Florida, and there's a Facebook group for it.
1: Yeah, I know, I'm on there too.
0: really active
1: <laughs> yeah I'm on there are you? yeah
0: yeah it seems like it's a really active group so yeah I think you're right I think that's a big like they, they do do that um, but yeah I just I, that, the amount of times that I think like I've heard something along the lines of like Google's out to get to you they're following you everywhere on there and then like 10 minutes later they'll be like man Google don't know shit yeah. and like it can <laughs> happen in the same conversation from the same <laughs> person
1: but all these, all these people are using technologies.
0: Yeah, they'll use it while they're googling something. Yeah, they'll be saying all this, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh. And people, and people say the same thing too. Is that like, well, we need this stuff though. Like, I need a phone. I need, you know, uh, it's like, I don't know. I, I get really. I get really irritated by what people think they need. But <laughs> well, I don't have to get into that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I well, just well, you finished. Didn't have a,
0: you I, didn't have an oven for a few years there, so. Yeah. Yeah, people did not understand that.
1: Yeah, you know. It, <laughs> I mean, I had a bunch of stuff I could cook food with, you know, but.
0: You could, you could make a fire?
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a grill, I have a smoker. I had yeah. a, you know, I had a a, a a little oven that I like to use a lot, you know. Yeah. And really, you could you could get one of those little ovens from Walmart. Mm-hmm. Those ones, uh, and and you could get like one of those burners, and make pretty much anything you would ever want to make. I'm sure. Of course, those you little burners did. they kind of don't work that good though. I don't know the if the little it, electric ones. Yeah, they I don't know. Need it.
0: you, it's because they're. Uh the kind that still has like the metal spiral on it right
1: yeah but my stove has that and it works fine
0: yeah it works fine but like the the better electric ovens are like the what is it is it convection i can never remember the names of these those flat glass table oh
1: yeah like just the glass top ones
0: yeah because it like it does it differently and i think like if you could get a little griddle like that it would probably be fine for you
1: yeah that's I, I i i replaced the switches on my oven and it works a lot better Oh, really? I think a lot of people's ovens are broke. They don't even know it. Uh, they, a lot
0: of people have really old ovens too.
1: That's yeah, kind of a big part of it. Yeah, that's true too.
0: They don't know to. They, I, I think that's a big thing. It's like you just don't even know that that
1: there could be something like that wrong. Yeah. So
0: you know, full circle to back to knowing how to say something's wrong.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that, that that that's true.
0: Yeah, this this was the topic of conversation at one point.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, cool. Oh, run. yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Lewis. He wrote. Michael
0: Lewis, yeah,
1: that's right. He wrote uh, Moneyball. Moneyball. I think Moneyball is my favorite sports movie. The
0: amount of times I've watched that just to watch the first few minutes, I think, like, there's always. I want to get to the point where they do that one, like, scene where he's like, he gets on base.
1: You know that scene? Oh, yeah, yeah. He just keeps saying that. I always just try to watch that movie till I get to that point. And then I end up watching the whole movie. Because, like, <laughs> Five minutes after that, like the, the A's win a game and I'm like, well I can't I can't stop it now they're yeah. <laughs> winning <laughs>
0: um so yeah, I finally read the book and it was a really good it was a really good book it's all like nonfiction and, yeah. but there's like a lot of stories that they don't really get into like like Chris Pratt's character like they get into a lot more and he's a really interesting uh like baseball player and I'd never heard
1: of him uh like and that was during the time that I was actually watching baseball you know yeah but I didn't know much about the A's <laughs> me neither. I didn't even know Johnny Damon was on the A's at that time.
0: I think I knew it because it was right before. He was like a new Red Sox player when that 2004 season happened. Yeah. Um, I remember when he was. Player. I,
1: remember, I remember him playing for the Royals, but the A's, the West Coast teams, I never knew a whole lot about, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think which ones I would have. I probably, we probably knew the Angels pretty well. But that was just because they played the Yankees a lot. I and mean, the A's did too, but the A's were always like, uh, nah, I don't have to watch this game tonight." <laughs> um, but I, I just didn't know. Like, I think that that was another thing. Like, I just didn't know that story about the A's, and I think that's why that Michael Lewis book is so interesting. Yeah, is that there was the season from a team that very few people care about. Um, that like changed how everybody's talking about baseball on the inside, yeah, yeah, and it just kind of escapes our notice the entire time, and I think that's really interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also, the, the writer and director for Moneyball is the same guy that did like the social network and stuff. Um, the West Wing, he did it. Much. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I can't think of his name, he has like this huge following. Of people that love all of his movies, I can't think of his name. But he's like a Quentin Tarantino type, like people follow all of his stuff. Oh, okay. Um, He's probably, he's not as charismatic as Quentin Tarantino and his movies that don't stick out quite as much, but, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I'll come up with his name at some point.
1: He was the director? Uh,
0: Director, writer, he was at least the writer.
1: Well, of, of the movie, right? Yeah. Bennett Miller?
0: No. Wait, really?
1: It says that's his name on... Well,
0: I don't know. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong about this whole thing.
1: <laughs> Hold on, let me see what what other it's movies dark. he's done. Let's look at his IMDb.
0: Well, look up the social network. That's the guy I'm thinking
1: of. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, he did... He did Capote. And... Uh, let's see that might be the only two I mean those are two really you big about, movies for to yeah, be yeah you talking about Ben and Miller yeah yeah hmm. uh, and then what, what's the other guy you want to know about uh,
0: uh, the guy that wrote and directed the social network
1: let's see social network David Fincher.
0: David Fin... Wait, really?
1: Yeah, he's a big actor. Er, He's a big director. Uh, He's done, like, a lot of huge movies.
0: Who wrote that movie? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I know David Fincher. I feel like I can't remember this guy's name at
1: all. Or anything he's done all of a sudden. I can't just say... Hold on. Writers, Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Ben Mesrick. That's the guy. Oh, Ben Mesrick wrote the book, Accidental
0: Billionaires. Okay, yeah. He did, he was a writer on Moneyball. I'm trying to see if he was like, who all those people are. Okay, so he wrote, oh, he did Being the Ricardos, that new movie. I didn't see that yet. A Few Good Men is like the, his first one that was like really big. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the, with Tom You Cruise. Can't Handle the Truth Guy. Yeah.
1: Um, oh, yeah, a few good men. I was thinking a different movie but with Tom Cruise. But, yeah, yeah, I know what that is, too. Yeah.
0: You of Top Gun? Are you going to go see the new Top Gun movie?
1: I don't know if I'll go see it, but I'll, I'll be watching it, yeah. I
0: think it'll be available on, like, Prime or something like
1: that.
0: Yeah. No, I'm definitely going to go see it. That's going to be awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise is, like, one of the most ridiculous people that's ever existed. Yeah. Just... Not only is he, like... Like, yeah, he's a good actor. I know people like talking about his acting and stuff like that. But this whole deal with him and Scientology and how, like, number one, it doesn't seem to affect his career at all. Yeah, not at all. And number two, he'll go on, like, shows for interviews Yeah. with these completely bizarre beliefs and yeah. win debates about it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like you start you start siding with him on everything and yeah he,
0: well he did he's really good at talking about it the same way like there's there's that like famous John Travolta interview where he's like in army camo um, <laughs> yeah. talking about Scientology and he's like well I don't know is it, is it a cult to believe in yourself you know that kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: and you're just like in your head you're like no that's not a cult to believe in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
1: is it a cult to hold people prisoner for no reason? <laughs>
0: uh, you see that uh it was it was the episode making fun of wild, wild country of uh documentary now?
1: Uh the- Wait, what? John Travolta? Uh, no, sorry.
0: This is... Uh, I reverted to cult talk now. Um, oh, is that the one with Owen Wilson? Down. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just watched that one not too long ago. Actually, it was on Pluto. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's that was actually... I feel like there's a lot of, like... Historically relevant stuff in that. Yeah. But, like, you'd have to know a lot more about cults than I do yeah. to really know. But I feel like there was... <laughs> I feel like there was um like the way the the woman was actually running everything, yeah, and stuff like that that's that's definitely happened before, well, that's
0: basically what the uh the Charles Manson thing was is like number two the I can't remember her name was basically like if you go into everything, you kind of start realizing that she was kind of running everything, oh okay. Cause like Charles Manson just kind of wanted to hang out and play music and stuff, and she kind of kept pulling him deeper and deeper into his own sayings and stuff. Yeah. Before until he kind of started believing in his own stuff because
1: she kind of forced him to believe in his own stuff. Oh yeah, I think I've heard. Well, I've, I've definitely heard that Charles Manson was like not, like, some kind of genius or anything. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm not an expert on Charles Manson, but I, I find it hard to believe he was, you know. He knew what was going on the whole time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that was. And I feel like there there was a few people like that. That in that in that time frame, there was him, and then there was the um, the Jones, the Jim Jones guy, and like people like portrayed these people to be like you know ge- geniuses that could get under the root of humanity and stuff like that. But uh, sometimes they just kind of. I think they just kind of lucked out with the people that they had around them. Yeah, I think so, too. And then they were able to, like, whether it was them or the people around them, we were just really good at manipulating people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that was that's, like, the extent of it. It's just, like, some people had the right people around them to be able to carry it all out. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure some of them were geniuses in some way or other, but sometimes they were able to. Oh, well, there's, that, like, that Nexium
1: guy. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, he was, like, you know, he had, like, one of the highest IQs in the world, and he was able to kind of use that. People would just kind of believe stuff he said because he had a high IQ. Yeah, which is definitely... I could definitely see that happening. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I mean, you see that... You see that around... I mean, like, this happens kind of in high school, right, with, like, teachers. You just kind of believe something a teacher says because it's a teacher.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's and, and like then, that. like, later in life... I've thought back on things that I was taught in school, and I've gotten like, like just randomly, just like outraged that I, that they told me that, and I, like, I, but it, it didn't. I didn't even really think of it as a thing for like years, you know? Yeah.
0: Or you just never gave it a second thought. Like it was just—it's like one of those things. I can't—I can't I think can't of an example, but like where they tell you something that isn't necessarily something that you need to double check, so you just believe it for years. Yeah. Um, And then you just never think to double check it Because it's not something you think about very often Yeah Um, Yeah, I feel like that happened in English class a lot for me Like where they said something about a writer or something like that And and then you find out like he didn't even write that book Um.
1: Oh yeah, for sure (laughs) Anytime you're talking about You know uh, Historically relevant figures like Not historically relevant, but like historical figures or, you know, that we couldn't... That there's no way of talking to. There's no, like, audio interviews with them or anything like that. People say all kinds of stuff that isn't true about those people. Yeah. And then it just gets believed, and then, like, three generations of teachers goes by before someone's like, no, that's not true. <laughs> you know, like like 75 years' worth of kids learn that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this can happen. Sometimes you can't even trace back to where you hear something. Like, this happens, I think, like in the United States like this happens with the Civil War all the time where you hear somebody be like you know Lincoln didn't even want to free the slaves and you're like oh Lincoln didn't want to free the slaves (laughs) you know like and then you just like and then you just go around telling other people that and then they tell other people and somewhere down the line it was like well he did to free the slaves and then they're like well he did free the slaves
1: yeah (laughs) well a lot of it's like a a lot of that kind of stuff is like yeah but it still happened yeah, exactly. You know,
0: it, <laughs> it's like there's no denying that this actually happened. And, and you know, the, the, the truth is obviously like really complicated and there's like a whole process, but like, you know, it doesn't, that's boring. Yeah, It's boring to know the whole process it, and it, to know like why that might be wrong. But it's easy to just be like, like you really want to free the slaves Yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> and
1: I, I don't know. Uh, I've heard stuff like that before. <laughs> But really I think a lot of it was just that Lincoln was hesitant because he knew that it would mean something like the civil war would happen if he did yeah, certain that's exactly
0: things. Exactly. Like when you read when you read his like the, the thoughts that he actually wrote about it for like public viewing, like yeah. that's exactly what it was. That's yeah. why he had trouble siding with one side or the other because he knew it was such a divisive issue that like he thought like something worse would happen. Yeah. To, to go ahead and do that. But, you know, it's not, again, it's not exciting to know the
1: complicated truth. Right. Well, the um, one thing I find interesting about Lincoln was that he he had people in his cabinet that he purposely chose that sided with the opposite of what he believed.
0: Yeah, and that's, I, it, that, you know, that is really interesting. And it's also, like, why he was... I think why people actually like respected him, even if they yeah. still broke from the country, was like he was putting in a lot of work
2: to kind of keep keep the peace for the conversation.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> but what a weird
1: time! I think that's where I, I lost interest in Trump when he became president was because when he when he picked his cabinet members, I was like, really? it's like. So you're just gonna be a normal Republican?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it seemed like with most of that there are a few of them that were I, I think like could have had something interesting, but a lot of them didn't. But like it, it seemed like he picked a lot of those people because somebody else chose it, told him to choose those people.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think
0: so too. Like knowing knowing all this stuff about him, I don't think he would pick Sensible people for a lot of those roles, you know. Like he was gonna pick somebody, he like he would pick somebody that would like purposely shake things up just for the hell of
1: it. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, well, I would. Well, that. I mean, I don't know. I, I in some ways it would have been more along his lines. And what right, yeah, people that's, who
0: that's what I mean. This isn't even. This, it's not even like pro or against like what he would normally do. That just seems like something that he
1: would have done. Yeah, I know, and I I know, and yeah. what I'm saying is that like I think that his voters, the people who voted for him, would have wanted him to do that. Yeah. You know? And like, so, I, I just think he disappointed a lot of people right off the bat by doing that.
0: Yeah. On the other hand, I don't, I don't know how many people are really following who's in the cabinet after like, day 10, you know?
1: Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. I, I think a lot of people were with him because a lot of people were just paying more attention when he became president. Yeah. And, that, and that's why, and then, you know, you know, and then, you know, Biden becomes president. You know how many times I've heard people say, oh, I haven't paid attention since Biden became president. It's like, okay, so. <laughs> that's the whole problem. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> uh, after Trump, I thought people were just always going to be more aware of what's going on. But no, they they just went back to their fantasy lives after Biden became president. Yeah. And now the government's back to being free to do whatever they want without yeah. consequences from backlash from the people. Yeah. At least that's what I think.
0: That's what it seems like. Well,
1: what, I, what do I know? You're <laughs> just Adam from New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh. Oh, I finished the IT crowd recently. Oh, man. I love that show yeah me too it's probably like it, it, it's probably my top five favorite shows ever now
0: yeah I think about that I even watched it in maybe two years and it's still a show I think about like daily mm-hmm. uh, there's just so much from that show I think like one of my favorite parts was when um, <clears throat> Matt Barry is in that he's like going to see that like fortune teller or something and like, is this your car and he's like no but it's damn close <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: I think my favorite part was when what's the lady's name right here, lady um oh my god I'll think of it I don't
0: know
1: yeah but when she told her boss that she could speak a different language <laughs> 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 like when she when she was like uh being the translator it actually sounded like she was speaking a different language <laughs> yeah so <laughs> getting into an argument
2: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. That was also that was also my introduction to like no fielding. The guy that plays uh, um,
1: Richard. Oh my God! I can't think of any of these people's names. Yeah, no, I know. Just... The guy that
0: the guy that works in like the basement. Um, oh, the dark the, in the, back the room The goth guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell I you can... what. I, I wouldn't have gotten by if it, if it weren't for the filth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i like his like his commercially made about helping former guys (laughs) Uh, that's
0: a good one because you haven't seen him in like two seasons by that episode yeah yeah That show is the Sea Parks episode where he's like he's doing like the closing comments of the third kind, trying to figure out how their parents
1: died at a at a um, at like the whale show. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 and I, I like how in one of the episodes he uh was like going to a funeral and he was like he forgot that he was supposed to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah they, yeah.
2: they put their thing into the computer and it said he was gonna die at like four o'clock or
1: something mm. and then he forgot that his phone was like Oh, yeah, he yeah. the
0: phone to buzz really hard. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that show, I, I, I should watch that show again.
1: Yeah, I'll probably watch it like once a year. Yeah. I, I, I try to watch The Office once a year but I only make it to like where Michael Scott leaves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's about that's a, yeah because it's hard to get through the rest of that season and like season eight because season nine kind of picks up again yeah um, oh
1: there's a lot of good episodes in the later seasons
0: yeah and, and I like I, I think there's a lot like James Spader I loved James Spader oh character. yeah yeah Robert California uh, he was like a divisive one when that show was coming out but yeah I think people have kind of come around to his character
1: I I don't get I don't get a lot of the the opinions of Office fans like. There's a lot of people that didn't like Ed Helms on that show. And I thought he was hilarious.
0: He was hilarious, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I like Ed Helms anyway. Yeah. He's a good one. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, what did I just... I just watched... I have all these shows. Like I have like five shows in rotation at any given time. Um, the Office, Parks and Rec, Seinfeld, 30 Rock, and... Uh, I'm sure something else Those are the main ones Really like Like Breaking Bad have in Rotation Which doesn't fit In that lineup at all But you know Um But uh, I just finished 30 Rock And now I'm starting Seinfeld again I don't know There's something comfortable About watching these shows Over and over again
1: Well that's what I Like there's not a lot Of good stuff Coming out anymore Yeah You know And there's not a lot Of good movies Coming out anymore So yeah. I was telling uh, My wife the other day That like Hey You know It's It's it, I think they're I think they're done you know I think I think we can go back and watch old ones now cause I think it's over <laughs> we can just there's go there's lots of old ones that you've missed so far yeah oh I yeah I've watched problem. I've watched a few movies that I hadn't seen until like this year yeah um I also think yeah, like... I also think that maybe like next winter I'm gonna try to watch all the Academy Award winning movies all of, the, uh, all of the best pictures yeah
0: what might be better is to like go through what were all the nominations from those years and just pick one instead of watching the winners because if you just watch the winners you're going to watch a bunch of like really boring movies that kind of just like hit the buttons of a bunch of rich people
1: yeah that's true it. or is if you just go through the nominations and just pick one you'll probably you'll probably have a better time yeah um, well you don't it, you don't like Dances with Wolves yeah <laughs>
0: I, I don't remember what the movies were like the movie Gravity Lost is something that shouldn't have won in the place of Gravity
1: um oh yeah well I don't think is uh,
0: the best movie but it should have won that year
1: yeah I remember when I was a kid the Academy Awards were awarding movies that like people actually watched
0: yeah well it depends it's, on how far you, you go back you know
1: yeah well like um, like, like Return of the King
0: okay yeah but that's that's like one example where the movie that won was also like the most popular movie.
1: Yeah, but like they did, there was a few instances right around that time, yeah. like that, the like Gladiator, won best picture. Yeah,
2: that's a, good, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm trying to think, but like, yeah, okay, so
0: maybe, maybe that maybe that was the case because I'm trying to think of the movies that won in like the '90s as well. Like Forrest Gump won, and it beat Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption.
2: Yeah. Um, and like in hindsight maybe it shouldn't have beat those two movies you know yeah Um, not that Forrest Gump isn't an amazing movie but
0: like you know it probably shouldn't have beat Shawshank Redemption
1: yeah Um, what uh, is it with people where like you're not like you're of like lesser intelligence if you don't like boring movies (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I think like part of it the, the, like those old series movies they, they're just so they feel so
0: foreign to us now yeah, that's they'll true. they'll be like really slow moving um, like if you watch I don't know but like if you have the ability and the attention span to like stick with it you can have like a really amazing experience watching some of those movies mm-hmm. but they're they're just so different than what did like things are just like in general faster paced now for better or for worse like yeah like, you don't have to spend a lot of time waiting for stuff, like that writer we were talking about earlier, Aaron Sorkin. He's really, really well known for like fast, rapid, back and forth dialogue, right? And that's just not always what happened back then. But if you watch like 2001 A Space Odyssey, it is, it is like even for me, and I really like that movie, it is a pain. Getting through that first like half hour because it's just so slow.
1: Yeah, a lot of movies um, from that time where even like uh, even like Rocky doesn't get good yeah. till like halfway through it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You I know think that's, and, that that's a big part of it because like boring movies. I think that's a big part of it. Is like it's just hard to get through. Like The Godfather is kind of hard to get through the first like hour of it. Um, before it really starts, like developing an actual what feels like to us, like developing an actual storyline. Yeah, um, I mean, there are movies from back then that don't feel as hard to watch. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm mostly referring to like Planet of the Apes, but you know, um, but I think that that's a hard thing because like the, the newer movies from like to say like the 2000s. Um, that were really good that, like, is, like, one of those, like, you like boring movies in the past would be something like There Will Be Blood that does also have, like, a slow, like, 15, 20-minute, like,
1: yeah, intro, but, basically. But the dialogue in that movie is so good that it kind of... But, like, you
0: don't you don't have dialogue for the first, like, 10,
1: 12 minutes of the movie. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, you have
0: to get through no talking for a while before you get to that first scene of him talking. In that, like, where he's like, I'm an oil man, you know, like yeah. that doesn't happen for a while. Uh, but then once it ha- once it starts, like, it's a it's a lot of things. Um, but I th- I think that was a little bit of a nod to like a lot of those movies that were just like long sequences, no dialogue, like not much happening. And I think like you see that you see that in a lot of like you can see that in movies, but it's usually like. A part of the movie where like they're kind of nodding back to that kind of tradition of like you know a long extensive period where there's no dialogue and some of them do it well like i think that was uh one of my favorite scenes from the newer star wars movies is like ray's introduction on jakku i don't know if you remember that but like it's like a five ten minute sequence of her just like kind of going through the desert to that big ship Oh, um, yeah. The, the Star Destroyer. And there's just like, there's really no dialogue for a while. And it's it's kind of a nice scene for Star Wars. Um,
1: yeah, it's kind of, it's, it was kind of a good Star Wars scene, really. Yeah. You know, because like, like the original Star Wars was, it started out with, you know, r 2 d 2 and C3PO just like wandering around the desert.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a really good point, because it was, like, them just wandering around. Yeah. And it was, was, like, they were talking to each other, but, like, you didn't really need to be listening to what they were saying. Yeah.
2: Like, you know, there's a big, there's a gunfight. They're trying to get away. You know
1: what's going on. I mean, it starts out with Darth Vader and Princess Leia. Yeah. But, like, after that part, I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true, yeah. But, yeah, so I think there's a lot... That is like able to nod back. But yeah, a lot of it, I think that's the thing with like boring movies that are so like, you know, held in such high regard. It's just like, it, they're hard to watch because they're, they're things just like, they were okay with things moving yeah really slowly. Cause I think like film, like if you go really far back, right? Like to, um, uh, oh my God, I can't never say Orson Welles movie. Um,
1: The day Earth stood still. No. Was that Orson Welles?
0: No, that's that's H.G. Wells. Oh. Uh, I don't. I can. um, Oh my god. He plays. He plays. Basically plays like hurt. Like William Randolph Hearst. um,
1: Rosebud. You know those things. Oh okay. It's like a slow movie
0: to watch because just I think film was like new. And they were just kind of exploring different things of what you could do with it. Mm hmm. Um, Citizen a lot of those movies Kane? Were long back then.
1: But? Citizen Kane?
0: Citizen Kane, yeah, Citizen Kane. That's um, 1941. Yeah, not, yeah. They're not like exciting movies for us to watch now, and I think that's part of it. Um, like some of that, um, some of those ones that are really old, like hold up, but they're usually the ones that are taking more from like what a funny or interesting play might have been, like your like your Jimmy Stewart movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they yeah. hold up really well, just because, like, they're dialogue-focused
1: movies. Yeah. Which I think is... Uh, I like that kind of... I like good writing and stuff, though. Yeah. Is, and especially in movies, when there's cool conversations going on and things like that. Yeah. Um, I also... uh I think there's a lot of really good movies that if you don't see it from start to finish, it would come off as slow. Yeah. Uh, And I think that that may... I think that sort of gave way for a lot of directors to think that they could just make a slow movie and it would be good. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, cause, but, there's, but there was a lot of movies that were slow that were good. You know? And I think that... Uh, in the old ages of making movies uh, there was it was a lot more important to have good camera angles and good uh, editing and stuff like that you know uh, and I think the horror genre really was revolutionary back then compared to other types of movies yeah horror
0: like thrillers like those like action adventure ones yeah, because like they were trying to do different things too, like horror especially. Like they had to figure out how to unsettle you through film. Yeah, and that was something that never nobody ever considered before.
1: Like if you look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it yeah. looked like like me and you could have filmed it with like Dad's camera from nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> you know, and yeah. like, but like that was one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Yeah yeah and it was yeah it was all like that movie was all like light and shadows and angles and stuff there yeah obviously some things but like um like that's how they, they that's how they did it to make it look like it was a real thing mm-hmm. they had that like I, I mean like light and shadows too like that and, was it the, I can't I can I can't I can never think of like the old movie does that scene with the police officer happen in the beginning or the end of the old one?
1: Oh crap I just watched it recently too
0: yeah where he's like in the basement talking about the the case and stuff. Um,
1: I can't remember right now, but yeah, but yeah I know what that, you're talking about. That
0: scene is like shot with an entirely different lighting than the movie is, and mm-hmm. I think that's why like some people
1: thought it was real. Oh yeah, um, yeah.
0: Which that's one of my favorite things to talk about is like the movies that people thought were real.
1: Yeah, mom thought so, that movie was real.
0: Yeah, she thought that movie was real. People thought Blair Witch Project was real.
1: I thought Blair Witch um, was real for a long time.
0: Yeah, well, we were too young, and we didn't have internet to know that that was, like, an internet thing. Yeah,
1: and I wanted it to be um, real, you know. I, yeah. I, I did, I did well, even after I found out it wasn't, I was like, well...
0: <laughs> what if I just ignored that? <laughs> <laughs> the world was a lot more interesting before <laughs> I knew this. Um, but I like
1: the Blair Witch Project, though, because... Uh, I don't know, it seemed like it was real, you know, and like Yeah. It it was what it, it was probably the best found footage movie ever. I, yeah.
0: Cause I mean I think there was there, there's only like a couple before it that people ever mention. Um one of them being like Cannibal Apocalypse, which is like its own thing. Yeah. Um Cannibal Holocaust, one of those one of those like Holocaust, I think. um, yeah. And uh but like the Bear White Project was such like a phenomenon of the nineties that i don't think like one i don't think you could convince i mean well okay this is probably wrong i don't think you could convince people nowadays that like a movie like that actually happened because like that a lot of those things like spread on the internet and this was like late 90s internet yeah and it was hard to like the the way things spread is like people didn't understand that this spread from the internet because like places like where we grew up we just we didn't have the internet for another like
1: few years, really. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and there was already internet stories and, you know, like, all yeah. the... And, and, like, there was already websites that showed, like, like, footage of people dying and stuff like that that yeah. was getting passed around high school, I remember. And, I mean, that was a interesting time to be alive because, like, the, even the government still hadn't figured it out yet, so you could still go on websites that, you know... We're, we're showing Bad stuff Well, People like with, You can still go on As long as it's not illegal You can still get on a lot of those sites though um, Yeah Because I never went on anything that I, I never seen anything that I thought was illegal It was just like a lot of Unsettling stuff Yeah You know
0: There's still a lot of stuff like that on like regular sites Like Reddit still has a lot of stuff like that If you you know, if no you yeah. know look. yeah, that's true. And I mean, they, they've they've taken down most of like the big name ones that had stuff like that, but mm-hmm. they're they're still there. Like, I could I could still find one of those people cut in half if I really wanted to. You, yeah. <laughs> you got to actually look for it. Which maybe like for Reddit, maybe, maybe
1: well, depending just... <laughs> on depending on what Facebook pages you follow, you can get it on there. Yeah. You know, there's there's Facebook groups that are dedicated to showing bit like nasty videos and stuff. Yeah.
0: <sighs> there's a whole thing. Mom and Dad used to watch you, that that were they faces of death, like those movies you could get it. Oh yeah, I like, used to watch blockbuster. that. I used yeah. to watch
1: that might like, break it. Work. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds indicative
0: of more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah I've I've had times where like especially in college you know you like just stumble across one of those like horrific things on whether it's like Reddit or something like that you're just like oh my god then you go to the next picture you're like oh my god yeah go to the next picture oh my god and you just keep going (laughs) you spend you spend the next hour trying to convince yourself to get off of it because you just ruined your whole week
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah but i don't know i it it sounds morbid but i i don't like looking at that stuff but sometimes i'll look at it just to i feel like it makes me more careful in life yeah like
0: we're really like we never see anything like that yeah There's it was like simple things too you can learn some practical stuff like you don't grab an electric wire that might be on with the palm of your hand you know yeah. like yeah that's what i've learned <laughs> <laughs> i would have never thought about that before yeah good to know <laughs> it is really good to know <laughs> or that you can just kind of tackle somebody off of the wire if they've grabbed
1: it there's lots of interesting things here yeah but you don't grab them Right.
0: That's the other thing. There's so many things about electric wires that I've learned because of this.
1: <laughs> that's good stuff. To that's good stuff to know about. Yeah, I
0: I think so too. And maybe I had a few rough days because of learning this stuff, but now 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 I'm good. <laughs> I don't think I have emotional issues, but you know. It's just like <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, I don't know. You never. Everyone does, but no one feels like they do. You know, but I do think everyone has something wrong with them. Yeah. I think so, too. I think there's
0: also just, like, degrees to which you do have stuff. Like, is it affecting your day-to-day life? Yeah. And if it's not, you're just like, nah, I don't got
1: anything. Well, it's just um, like, there's so many people, there's just, just, like, they're, like, not present ever. And a lot of people that I know mm-hmm. are just, like, yeah. like they say they're going to do something, and then they, they like, forget about it five minutes later. Yeah. You know, and not, I don't even mean, like, like one or two people. I mean, like, most of the people I know are like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think a really, like, a really common example of this that, like, doesn't seem like it's an issue is, like, I think 99% of people want to have a creative outlet, but, like, 98% of them never follow through on any of it. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing is, like, they don't, you know, they know that they want something, but they just never attempt it at all, you know? I think like Lots of people Want to learn an instrument And just never do it Yeah Or even like Even take the first step To do it you know? Yeah
1: I think there's a lot of uh, There's a lot of barriers To entry That don't need to be there too Like Yeah You know Like somebody who just, let's say they just started Playing piano And like there, There'll be like A lot of people saying Well you're not any good Are you <laughs> You know And then they, it makes them Like not want to do it You know
0: yeah, piano's a really good example here of, like, the barrier to entry is way higher than it ever needs to be because, like, the the only thing
1: I think most people need to learn if they're playing any instrument is just chords. Yeah,
0: like, You're really just doing it so you can play along the songs that you like.
1: Yeah, like, I know... <laughs> um, I know enough about piano to put it in my songs, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, exactly, and I think, like, some people... And that's, that's another thing of like there's like the gatekeeping is like if you're not learning how to play like a, a piano solo, you're not really learning how to play piano. Yeah. When all you really want to do is just play along to things and have fun. Yeah.
0: And that's, you know, you could, get, you could get from zero to learning how to play the chords to a song within like five minutes, probably. Yeah.
1: And that's what people, um, they sort of lose touch with what that's all about. Like, yeah. Like people will say, like, oh, you know, Johnny Cash wasn't that good of a guitar player, and it's like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. he wasn't really a guitar player. He was a songwriter. He was a, you know, he was a, more of a, a guy that wrote little rock and roll ditties and stuff. You know, that's yeah. That's, it's, he wasn't really a guitar player, so he used other aspects of uh, his what he had to write his songs. You know, he, yeah, and
0: for and also like. For his genre, like, you don't shred an acoustic guitar, like...
1: Yeah, I mean, some people yeah. do, and that's cool, but...
0: but like, also, but, like, the genre, too, like, 50s rockabilly music, like, people weren't shredding on acoustic guitar, like, that's what you have an electric guitar for. It was, like... Yeah, that's true. Functionally a different instrument, so, like, the instrument that he was actually playing, he was playing exactly, like, how you're supposed to play the instrument. Yeah. And I think that there's, like, a... For any instrument in anything that you're doing, there's, like, a role that you play if that's what you want to do, and he did that and he was really good at it so like you know what like he was a really good guitar player because he was doing exactly what his music like kind of called him to do yeah exactly yeah if he was playing like bluegrass or something then you kind of expect him to do fancy stuff on the guitar but
1: he wasn't and like if you if if somebody wrote 10 songs that were as good as 10 Johnny Cash songs Mm -hmm. and they weren't that good a guitar or they they weren't you know what I mean yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they like, that and then his. but then yeah. but then I knew someone who knew like how to play all of Van Halen's catalog on guitar. Yeah. But never wrote a song of their own. I would say the dude who wrote the 10 Johnny Cash songs is better. Yeah, because it's also like and and like maybe maybe there's
0: another side to this that like, you know, the guitar player for, the, like, a band that never wrote a song, is still a good guitar player, but it's not his, like, contribution creatively. Yeah. That's and true, like too. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was a songwriter. That's his, like, contribution to the world, basically.
1: Yeah. That's true, too. Um, like, like there is a spot for the other guy, you know, it's just not writing.
0: Yeah. And, like, they probably provide, like, the the guitar player for, let just bring this back to this, the guy that played guitar for Johnny Cash, like, the... Um the the like the simple solos that he played are like honestly really iconic, more than most to like shredding guitar solos Yeah, just that's because true. like that yeah. was, he was really good at like kind of contributing to that song and that that's a whole that's a whole skill to know like how to make what you're doing better. And that's part of like being a, a musician and a performer if you're not like a songwriter or
2: something. Yeah.
0: So i think you see this in jazz you see, you see this in jazz a lot where like uh, you can have a guy because jazz is so focused on improv like a lot of people don't write their own music because you're just improving on like existing songs and that's just part of the creative process and a lot of them just don't write their own stuff because you don't really need to like the whole for a lot of them like what you do is the improv right so
1: and yeah, and I, I guess like even I get caught up with like oh who's better this or that and stuff like that. It doesn't mm-hmm. none of it really matters, yeah. as long as as long as you're competently doing what you're what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, you know, I think
0: it's really easy. I mean, like I was a we were we're both performers in different different music, but like you know, uh, it's really really easy to just like kind of make a hierarchy of everybody who plays your instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like on my side in classical music that's just like all you do because you know things like Juilliard exist where is ostensibly like this is where the best people go learn to play music you know and so it's just kind of like built into the culture to just judge yourself and a hierarchy and rank everybody mm-hmm. um, and I think it's really easy to do that specifically with like how people are around their instruments because you can't really do that in terms of like songwriting like You don't know whether Paul McCartney is a better songwriter than John Lennon because, like, how do you even start judging that? But like, you can judge uh, two different people playing guitar. It it feels really easy to do that, even if what you're doing is still stupid, right? So, yeah, I think I think people just kind of fall into that. It was guitar, like to to an obnoxious degree sometimes. Like the amount of. The well, number of lists that you can find that are like the top 100 guitarists of all time you know
1: yeah and none of them are like anybody you would have on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah um also there's so many people who play guitar there's so many people who could be the best in the world that you'll never even see because they never get notoriety you know what I mean that guitar yeah. is is unique in that aspect Mm -hmm. like almost every other instrument if you got a list level good at that instrument you would be performing somewhere making a living doing it but with guitar there's so many people that play that there's just not enough room for all of them you know so you kind of have yeah because i mean like most of the big guitarists like if they're not the songwriter themselves they they kind of became Big because they got associated
0: with a band or another songwriter yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and drummers is is just mostly that. Like, there's only a few really well-known like drummer songwriters.
1: Yeah. Um, well, there's not many. And, I, I would I would say that there's not many drummers. Period. I mean, yeah. almost. A, I I feel like almost every drummer that ever really tried to be in a band is in a band right now. <laughs> 're always looking for a drummer. yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you if you're good at drums, like if you can play drums competently, play people's songs, especially if you can play like you know fast heavy metal songs and stuff like that as well yeah. as rock and roll, uh, you could be a pro musician, probably fairly a lot easier than any other rock instrument. compared to again especially compared to guitar
2: yeah
0: um bass, bass seems like one of those things too that you could probably have an easier time if you really wanted to yeah go all in on bass.
1: if you were like, nobody
0: wants to be the bass player
1: yeah <laughs> also it's hard to find a good one yeah and it's like uh if you're like really good at bass and you actually really like playing bass uh yeah you would probably be easy to find work there too
0: But like, not everybody's looking for somebody playing a keyboard. Yeah, and I think that's where that's where drums and bass probably like if you really wanted to do it, those are the instruments probably to learn.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. But also, if you're if you're a keyboardist and you're good, you 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 might you, you, that that actually might be something because the the thing is, a lot of bands have tried keyboardists and they just weren't any good. You know. Yeah.
0: that's a good point like, yeah you just don't have if you don't have a good keyboard you might as well just not have one yeah
2: yeah whereas like bass like you know you're gonna struggle along with a guy playing the roots of the
0: chords on downbeat yeah And like you know that's better than not having them in the first place
2: yeah
1: Yep. Well, <laughs> yeah these
0: are all really good points
1: <laughs> well we've been an hour and a half now
0: good good so. this is the first a good first uh first recording of the reboot
1: yeah sounds yeah. good uh, It's no, not I really guess. a reboot it's more of a just a whole different thing
0: alright are you just are you starting a new like uh feed or something
1: no it's the same feed I'm just changing it oh okay so that's
0: fine what do you are you still hosting it on that one
1: yeah 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 so we'll have see have
0: you um, cause I just signed up for this for, for a different thing have you looked at uh Substack? for something like this no I haven't because they do it's mostly meant for like blogs and newsletters and stuff but you can host your podcast on it too but I don't know what the limits
1: are there oh okay I'll look into that
0: yeah because I started a thing don't uh, include this on the podcast because I'm not telling anybody until I write like
1: 10 things oh, okay well I'll shut it off just, right now I'm just <laughs> just, <laughs> just so you remember
0: yeah hold um,
1: on hold that. Hold no, that. wait 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 to- did you already say the thing that you didn't want on the podcast no no Okay. Well, I'll shut off the podcast right now.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah. You're good. You're All good. Right, bye. Uh, no, I'm-